We are talking trending players on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? We had some uh, blow-up performances this past weekend, huh? We did. We had some big games. Yeah. Your your Steelers were on by, so maybe a yes, little bit yes. of a of a calmer past few days for you, hopefully. Hopefully you got a little rest in there. Yeah, I didn't do my night shows last week, but I'm all screwed up to be honest with you because you get such a routine. Yeah, that throws you and off. And then huh? your yeah, and then your your week gets thrown off, and then their opponent is the Saints, so I had to wait until after Monday Night Football to even dig into the opponent. So I'm all messed up. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. People, will, I'll, I'll survive. Well, we must be messed up too, Matt, because our normal Tuesday show is talking dynasty transactions. We look at some waiver wire targets. We maybe throw in a few trade targets as well. I don't know. I'm, I'm mixing things up today. The waiver wire, as it has been for many weeks this season, is is pretty gross, pretty ugly. That's that's <laughs> yeah. what always seems to happen in the back half of the season. Pretty rare to find a real impact player from the waiver wire uh, past the midpoint of the season. So we're we're switching things up. I'm. I think we have enough data at this point. We're nine weeks in here, um, and we we have in some leagues just five or six weeks until the fantasy playoffs. We've got enough information to really make some calls on on some of these players. And obviously, as they always do, players' dynasty value is changing. So I want to talk about some trending players. We'll hit each of the four fantasy-relevant positions. We'll talk about one player trending up who's playing well over the past month and one player headed in the other direction. So uh, all of these numbers are just from the past four games, or the, uh, the past month, I should say, past four weeks. Uh, for some players, they may have had their buy, uh, but we'll st- still talk about uh, the average fantasy points they've scored during that time. Uh, and then we'll throw in some tips if we want to buy that player. Maybe it's a buy low opportunity, a sell high chance. Uh, we'll see. We'll go player by player here, Mike. Okay. And we'll start at the quarterback position. I don't think we could start anywhere other than talking <laughs> yeah. about Justin Fields. He he really is the story of Dynasty right now. Um, I mean, we, we've we kind of seen this coming, right? The, the switch was flipped uh, a month ago or so, maybe five weeks ago, when he started running more. I mean, that's that's the clear uh, sign of, of what's really sparked this change in, in fantasy production. And, and the Bears have been more productive as a team as a result also. Uh, but but Fields just uh, outdid himself on Sunday. 178 rushing yards, I believe. It's a new regular season rushing record for quarterbacks. Uh, Michael Vick was up there uh, a, a couple of times on that list. Didn't quite catch Colin Kaepernick, who put up 181 in that playoff game against the Packers several years ago. But 178 uh, on the ground. 
so impressive. Had a long touchdown run. Also threw for three touchdowns, so it's not a, uh, you know, it's not just oh, this guy's a running back playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that kind of story. Justin Fields has been amazing. The past four weeks, he is the quarterback two, averaging over 29 fantasy points per game. And Matt, when I ask, can this continue? We're not expecting 178 sure. rushing yards every week. Uh, but I do think we've seen enough that he's going to lean on his legs and the Bears offense is going to lean on his legs. Uh, and that's good news for fantasy managers. It's great news for fantasy managers. I mean, his stock is skyrocketing. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, a month ago, certainly six weeks ago, I wasn't even certain he would be the Bears quarterback next year. I mean, this staff sure. didn't draft him. He was struggling mightily. But I think there's a lesson to be learned here in that really young offenses with really young coordinators and quarterbacks are going to take some time to figure things out. I mean, just you have to be patient with that. Trust me, I've been tr- preaching that here in Pittsburgh, you know, that you have a really young on that side of the ball, not much in the terms of veteran leaderships on offense. The Bears should struggle, and they did. I, I also think that Fields, by nature, isn't a runner, but boy, is he good at it. You know, he's not Lamar where I'm going to run every opportunity I get. Right. He wants to sit in the pocket and throw. And I think that's encouraging because I think he's a very good passer. So I do think the passing production, well, the passing yardage, I guess he had good production with the with the touchdowns, are bound to go up, especially next year. Because my thoughts on fields coming into the season was like, hey, Justin, just survive. It's going to yeah. be an awful year. You're going to have bad blocking, bad receivers, but your team has the most cap space in the league and will probably draft you some great receiver high or trade for the next A.J. Brown, you know. So just survive this year. So I think the best days are to come. Um, So the the arrow's going up. I mean, I guess I would entertain offers at this point because someone might just blow your doors off. But I think his best production is coming. I feel like we've got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts have kind of set themselves apart, but the the other quarterbacks near the top of the ranks, uh, Justin Herbert included, Joe Burrow, even Lamar and Kyler, it feels like they've taken a slight step back, and and sure. and Justin Fields has certainly stepped up. If is Fields in that tier for you with Burrow and Lamar and Kyler? Is he is he there already for you? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's probably fair. Uh, the only frust- kind of frustrating thing about what you said is, I mean, you're you're a former former scout, so this is maybe obvious to you, but it felt like it was obvious to everyone. Just yelling at the at the screen week after week, let this guy run the ball. You know, you have yeah. you have subpar offensive weapons. You you've got Darnell Mooney. Uh, as your wide receiver one, your your tight end is is not getting it done. He he is uh, you know in the past couple of weeks, but uh, Cole Komet's been a disappointment through his sure. two years. Like just just let Fields run. That that seemed like such an obvious answer. And and when they finally do it, uh, he puts up big numbers. They're uh, they're playing better at least. I know they didn't get that win on Sunday, but they were certainly competitive. Let's uh, let's go to the other side of the coin here. And one of the names we mentioned there is as one of our favorites, Justin Herbert, struggling. Matt, quarterback twenty over the past four weeks. I think that does include a, a bye week for him. But 
uh, averaging just over 17 fantasy points per game. I mean, you can look at a lot of things that are going against Herbert. Obviously, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen have both been injured. Uh, he's, he's been missing multiple offensive linemen. I mean, that, that Chargers team is just snake bit, always dealing with serious injuries year after year. Uh, but he's, he's just simply not playing as well as he has the past couple of years. I think there's a lot of issues. The injuries around him, you know, Slater, the left tackle, Allen, Williams, defensive injuries as well. His own injury, he yeah. fought through something bad there that, that I give him all the credit in the world for. Remember, it wasn't that long ago when he could have scrambled for an easy first down and just didn't because he was in such pain. I also think that offensive system is very troubling, and I don't know if that's going to get any better because I don't know if Staley's seat is hot. But mm. in terms of scheme, I think it is bad. That being said, on Peacock and Williamson on Tuesday, one of our Twitter questions was, Matt, who's going to be the top five quarterbacks in the NFL in three to five years? And without hesitation, I said, oh, Allen and Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert. I'm not sure who number five is. Like, I think he's a total superstar and maybe the biggest buy low in all of Dynasty, certainly in Superflex. Allen's coming back. Williams is coming back. Eckler's in the fold. You know, I mean, he's a great, great player. I have no worries about him as, as you know, he's up playing as well. I just think it's the factors around him. So if you've got a chance to buy low on Justin Herbert, you're oh, certainly yeah. doing that. Do you want Justin Fields or Justin Herbert right now? Dynasty Superflex. Herbert. Okay. All right. But if I can get Herbert and something, which sounds possible... How about that today? Yeah, maybe, maybe the fields fields love is, is definitely out there in full force and for good reason, Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about the running back and wide receiver positions. This show is sponsored by better help therapy online. And there's so many times in life. Like here's a perfect example is we had our son 16 years ago. They hand them to you as you leave the hospital and you're like, man, I wish this parenting thing came with a user manual. <laughs> you know, everyone makes that joke. Like, you get a car and it has a user manual, tells you what to do. Well, parenting in life doesn't work that way. You know, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of a complex engine called you, yourself. Uh, BetterHelp is connected with over 30 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible everywhere. 100% online, so it's super easy to talk about. Like I said, I I, I, I think therapy is wonderful for anyone. I mean, even if you think everything's going on great in your life, I mean, just coping skills, dealing with any kind of trauma, everyone deals with different stuff and they don't always address it. So everyone deserves to feel your best. Every one of you deserves to feel your best. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists. Uh, all you gotta do is fill out a brief questionnaire, match it with the therapist. Um, no waiting rooms, no traffic. Again, no one even knows that you're doing this stuff, which is great. Um, so to get unstuck with BetterHelp, learn more and save 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on all 
Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's continue talking about some trending players. Let's move over to the running back position. Justin Fields was the obvious player to talk about at the quarterback position. Uh, we've got just as as obvious of a call here in the backfield. Kenneth Walker, the rookie. He's the RB2 over the past uh, past month, averaging 22 fantasy points per game. He's been that, uh, that, that late game hammer for the Seahawks. Feels like he scores a... 40-yard rushing touchdown in the fourth quarter of every game. Um, you can just you can just count on it happening. Uh, Walker's been unreal. I love him, uh, and he absolutely passes the eyeball test in a big, big way. I think that offensive line gets better by the week. Um, I, I can't say enough good things. I mean, yeah. what was it last week we were talking about? Who are the top five running backs in in, in dynasty right now? Like. The more I think about it, like he's well ahead of DeAndre Swift or, you know, I mean, like this guy is knocking on the door as a top five running back asset. I don't really have anything bad to say about him. He's even a better receiver than I thought, too. Yeah, that that was the big knock. And he is catching yeah. passes. Uh, of course, the injury to Rashad Penny Walker's uh, taken advantage of that unfortunate situation. I remember Penny signed just a one-year deal. So uh, it's not even a question of does this go back to a committee next year or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Obviously, um, that's not going to happen. As good as the Seahawks have been and as surprising as they've been, they still have some needs to address. They're not not, uh, touching another running back. They're going to be happy with Kenneth Walker moving forward for the next couple years. As you said, he's catching – not a ton of passes, but more probably more than expected. Uh, enough, yeah, uh, exactly. Enough, enough yeah. to to get the job done. Um, I mean, he's a he's a tough guy. When you're talking about buying a player like this, he's he's got to be among the toughest players to trade for right now. Uh, we're talking about multiple first round picks yeah. uh, or uh, elite players at other positions. You know, an, an elite wide receiver is what it would take to get Kenneth Walker right now. Matt, like, oh, like you're not trading him for Pittman in a first. Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're on the same page then. Let's go to one of my guys, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I hate to say that right now because it has been ugly. Uh, it's really been ugly yeah, all but year. You but can it's... redeem yourself later in the show with one of your guys. Uh, I hope so. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need it because I, I was wrong on Kenneth Walker in one direction. I've been wrong on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now in, in the other way. Um, you know, he kind of masked that uh, usage early in the season, was scoring a lot of touchdowns um, and, and kind of taking advantage of that Chiefs offense. And Pacheco has improved. Um and and McKinnon has seen more work for the Chiefs, and it's just gone away. Uh, Clyde not playing the snaps, not getting the certainly not getting the red zone work. He's the RB fifty three over the past month, averaging just over five fantasy points per game. And it's obvious he's he's not even a fantasy starter at this point. Can't even can't even consider starting him. 
I don't know what his bread and butter is. Right. Is, is a big problem. Yeah. Like, if he was a Naheem Hines-level receiver, great. In that offense, you know, if he had all the passing down work, tremendous, you know. But he's not that good in protection, and he's not that kind of route runner. He's certainly not a short yardage back. He's not a great early down back. He's okay with the ball in his hands, but not great. So, I think he just falls fades away. Yeah, that that's kind of what it feels like. Um, I mean, I have been even after the disappointment um, that that he brought dynasty managers as as a likely one hundred and one rookie pick over Jonathan Taylor and and Swift and all these other great players that were in that class. Um, he, he was still producing, and you could still say he's a starting running back on one of the best offenses in the league. And we can't really even say that anymore. I mean, it's a three-way committee, and um, he, you're right. He just doesn't stand out at all. The, the Chiefs no. and Andy Reid don't seem committed to him anymore. Um, yeah, it's it, he's, he's close to roster clogger status already. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing he's at that level, but you can't start him. You can't quite cut him. I mean, he's sort of the definition already. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to give you anything for him. I don't think you could get a second rounder for him in most leagues. No, and I would take it every time. Yeah, yeah. I might take two-thirds. Let's move over quickly to the wide receiver position. We'll talk about one of these guys here. Uh, a little retribution for me. Juju Smith-Schuster, we'll stick with that Chiefs offense because over the past month, he is the wide receiver six, averaging over 22 fantasy points per game. Uh, one of my favorite players over the past five or six years, a guy that you were ready to, to drive to the airport in Pittsburgh yourself. <laughs> you wanted him out. Uh, so many people wanted him out of Pittsburgh. And uh, it, it probably hasn't been quite as good of a situation uh, as, as some people hoped with the Chiefs. But he's been really good, quietly yeah. good over the over the past month, especially. I mean, he's he's a good player. I've been hard on him. Don't get me wrong, but I think Mahomes just rises all shifts. Sure. You know, I mean, boy, is he playing at an unbelievable level. And do you agree? I mean, it's pretty clear that Juju's the second target on this team, right? I mean, I don't even know who's third. Yeah, so. there, there's not really even competition for that. I mean, he's the yeah. wide receiver one. Kelsey's obviously the top target. Um, that's very valuable. It's all that matters, right? Right. Yeah. Um. He he did get that. Uh. You know that odd contract. Tons of incentives. Uh, I would assume he's going to hit quite a few of those. Uh. But I think that was a one year deal, so he's going to be back. That was my only concern. Yeah, he's going to be back in the same spot again next year. You know, I mentioned this uh, earlier this week on the DLF podcast as well. I love targeting these types of players. Uh, because even though even though Juju has been very productive this season, and especially in recent weeks, his price hasn't really changed. You can still buy him uh, for a second-round rookie pick, in uh, according to the trade finder at, at Dynasty League Football. So the price hasn't spiked, even though the production has. And, and those are great uh, players to try and target and acquire, especially if you are a contender here with just a few weeks to go until the fantasy playoffs. So Juju Smith-Schuster, certainly a buy if that's the position you are in. Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk yep. about one more receiver uh, who's not playing so well. 
Guys, I've told you about this for weeks, but I've been killing it at Prize Picks lately. And the beauty of Prize Picks, in my in my opinion, is it's just their number, and you say over or under. If you don't like it, don't go to that player. But it's not like, man, I had a great week, but I played against all these nameless faces that did better than me that I just got lucky, you know? So I love that aspect of it, and I also love how easy it is to use. So I always have a ton of entries going, and I've been doing very, very well. So what you do is you pick between two and five players, and if they go score more or less than their prize pick projection, you win. And you can win up to ten times your money on any one of your entries. So, again, it's no competing against other people. It's just you versus projections. And a lot of times I feel like I know more than the projections, especially with NFL, of course. But they also have college football men's college basketball, all the other big sports, as well as NASCAR, eSports, WNBA, soccer, boxing, Euro basketball, cricket. And I always think, man, if I was a disc golf expert, I would be destroying it here because you, you would know so much about a, a niche sports like that. That'd be great. Entries are take like no time at all, less than a minute for sure. Safe and fast withdrawals. I'm always moving money out when I win. It's great. Uh, they're operational right now in 30 states and Canada. So, Download the PrizePick app or go to prizepick.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant drop, instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with our promo code locked on. So if you deposit 100 bucks, PrizePicks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50 bucks, PrizePicks will give you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Matt, we talked Juju Smith-Schuster as a riser, a player that's been trending in the right direction and helping out fantasy teams. A player that's been a little frustrating, especially over the past month, is Gabriel Davis, Bills wide receiver. And this this guy's been a hot topic really for the past year or so, you know, since that, that huge playoff game um, when he put up, uh, what, four touchdowns, I believe. And... He flashed a little bit of that, right? He had he had that one game a couple weeks ago in which he scored a couple of long touchdowns. But for the most part, it's been kind of like what we saw on Sunday. A couple catches for 20 or 30 or maybe 40 yards. He's He is the wide receiver 48 over the past month, averaging 9.1 fantasy points. And if you're one of those teams, like I said, trying to, to, to make a playoff run, trying to get into the playoffs – nine fantasy points is not going to help you do it. No. I mean, he has some blow-up situations through his career, of right. course. I mean, he destroyed my Steelers, 99-yard touchdown. You mentioned the playoff games. But the consistency isn't there. And I think the biggest reason is, when in doubt, you know, defer to reception perception and Matt Harmon. And... Davis's career, I haven't checked it this season. I think they do live update, or, you know, updates throughout the season. But so far throughout his career, Harmon has not been particularly high on him. And I've never looked at him as a, a great football player. I mean, he was a mid-round pick. He does some good things, but I don't think he's a phenomenal player. Like, I, I kind of think the Bills are lacking a true number two option. I was saying this on Peacock and Williamson today, that they're a phenomenal football team, but... It's Allen and Diggs are the stars, and then everybody else is just fine, you know. And I think he's in that mold too; that he's he's just fine. I think his his name value is better than his true value. Yeah, it kind of feels like that right now. If you've got him on your roster, you 
we know there's been a lot of hype on this player. Uh, I, I do think he still has some trade value, even though he's been disappointing. It's it's not a Clyde Edwards-Alaire situation. Mm-hmm. Are you trading him for that second-round rookie pick? Ooh. You don't think you can get more than that at this point? Uh, maybe. I don't think you can get, you can't get a first. No, I don't think you get a first. For a second straight up, probably not. Kind of for the juju reasons. You know, just being number two in that offense certainly has value. Better days are to come. But if someone's asking about them, thinking they're buying low, I would like to, how about Gabe in a third for a first or something like that. Well, what about these two receivers head-to-head? Do you want Gabe Davis or Juju Smith-Schuster in the Dynasty League? Hmm. Ju- that's very close. That's you, very close. Yeah, you know who I'm taking. And uh, I just don't know if Juju's going to be a chief next year. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, as you said, though, Sky Moore has not been great. They, they make the trade no. for Tony. We'll see what happens there. MVS has been a disappointment. Like... They might, they might need Juju, right? They, there might be a, a... Oh, they might, yeah. Right, there might be a priority there. Uh, I mean, Or the Bears might say, we'll give you $20 million, Well, exactly. Right? I mean, <laughs> you know I mean? Smith-Schuster yeah, yeah. has done this for two years in a row now, right? And, right, right. And he kind of had to swallow his pride and go back to Pittsburgh, and then he got hurt. His stock fell even further. He gets the, the short-term, low-money deal from, from Kansas City. He's helping himself a ton here. Yes, he's going to get paid this year. He didn't the past two. I mean, I'm, I don't know about twenty million, but he's going to get triple what he's making now. That's for sure. Yeah, he'll get he'll get twelve, right? He'll get twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe fifteen in this wide receiver market. I mean, a team like the Bears makes a ton of sense. I, his his situation can't get better though. Right. Uh, last player I want to ask you about here: uh, rookie tight end Greg Dulcich. Of course, the Broncos were on by this past weekend, uh, but this guy has played three NFL games after uh, coming back from an, an off-season injury. He's been a tight end one all three times, uh, averaging just over 12 fantasy points in those three games. He's the tight end 11 over the past four weeks, even with that buy factored in. That's that's total points, uh, total mm-hmm. fantasy points. So, uh, I mean, part of that ghost and just shows you how ugly the tight end position is right now outside of Kelsey and, and Andrews. Um, but Dulcich has been, has been really good. He's, he's a player I would, I would yeah. love to have on every fantasy team. I agree. Him and Otten to me are the same mold that way. Um, I still would listen to offers for Dulcich. You know, if people are smart and are listening to the show and realize how good he is, I would consider moving. I'd probably take the future second for him. Because I don't love his situation and mid round tight end. I know a lot of those have hit over the years, Kittle, right. Kelsey, on and on and on. But a lot haven't too. <laughs> you know, I might just cash out if the if the deal's right. But I like him and I wish I owned him. Yeah, I don't think you're getting a second for him yet. No, uh, okay, might might be Dulcich in a third for a second, maybe that type of deal. Um, I'd probably hold at that price yeah. unless it looks like a an early second. Um, Dolchish for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think, Amazing question. <laughs> I, think I'm t- I think I'm taking the guy I can put in my starting lineup right now. Yeah, there you go. Right? And, and he's younger. Yeah, that, that feels a little crazy to say. It certainly wouldn't have been there a month ago, but uh, that's that's where we are right now. That is. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.